Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. Asbury family, this is Jennifer Burns coming to you for the Asbury UMC Smyrna podcast. And today I'm coming to you with the first installment in a new project that we're going to be working on, interviewing people from Asbury. If you attend Asbury, you know that we offer three services on Sunday, and there are people who are very dedicated to their service time, and sometimes they don't get to meet other people from the other service times or maybe they attend the same service, but they never get to talk to certain people. So we thought that using the podcast as an interview format would be a good way to hear people's stories and get to know them better. And right now with the current situation we're in with social distancing and COVID-19 and all of that, not being able to meet together, this seemed like the right time to start this new project. So with me today, I have Rick Horsey. Rick is a member of the community in the Smyrna Clayton area, and he serves Asbury UMC as the church council chairperson. So Rick, first off, thank you for being here with me today and helping me get this new project with the podcast started. It's my pleasure. So for those who might not know you, um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Well, I was uh, raised here in the Smyrna area. Um, We had a family of six, my mom and dad, and then I had uh, three siblings, uh, two brothers and a sister. Um, I took and attended uh, Smyrna School District, graduated from Smyrna in 1971. Um, I then attended uh, Dell Tech uh, in Georgetown, and I got a degree in business management. And while I was in Georgetown, I met my bride, uh, Sharon, and we were married for 40 years until she passed away in 2013. Uh, Sharon and I had uh, two children, uh, Ryan and Amy, and I have six grandchildren. I uh, work at our family business, which is uh, Parkview RV Center, and we've been in business about 52 years. And now my children and their spouses all work there. So we have in-laws and outlaws. Um, Along with that, I also uh, have worked in nonprofits uh, for about, well, since 1992. So I've worked in the nonprofit boards for a long time. I served as chairman and went up the chairs there. And I served as a chairman of the Education Foundation for the last 10 years of that. Uh, I also have a certified facilitator license for the Covey Leadership Center, where I facilitate the seven habits of highly effective people and a program called Great Teams, Great Results. Um, And I've done that since 2005. Wow. It sounds like you have a lot of different experiences. Uh, so you you grew up and have, sound like you've kind of always been in the Smyrna Clayton area. Um, how long have you been at Asbury? Um, all my life. I've never attended another church. So since well, 66 years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you're the um, church council chairperson right now. Um, have you had other leadership roles within the church? 
Well, I, I served on the finance team uh, in the mid-2000s, and then uh, in 2008, uh, Pastor Dave Humphreys asked me to do a strategic planning meeting. I also do facilitating strategic planning for some nonprofits. So uh, I worked with Dave, and the uh, uh, church council chair was Vicki Marquez at that time, Dr. Marquez, and we did strategic planning. We started that process in 2008 there at Asbury. So between the finance department and then I've served two terms now. This is my second term as church council chairperson. So uh, actually it started in 2011 and uh, it's a three-year term. And then after that, of course, Jennings Hastings was the chairperson. And then I came back again in 2018, 19, and 20. So okay. this is the last year of my term. Okay. So um, you, you've been in church, you said, all your life. What do you enjoy most about church? Well, uh, first of all, I want to uh, say two, two things. First of all, is that I attended Asbury most of my life, but I was more of a fan and not a disciple. <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't really until the last uh, probably since uh, 2013 uh, that I really started uh, growing in my faith, and I have to owe that to a lot of people at Asbury, a lot of the church family there, and I'm so appreciative of the of the walk that I've been on, and meeting and growing in faith with all these other folks here at Asbury. So that's, okay. uh, it's it's been a, a great journey for me. Do you feel like being part of leadership has an impact on your relationship with church? Um, you know, I, I think leadership is not really about a position. It's, it's more about action. I think it's, it's communicating people's worth and potential so clearly that they're inspired to see it in themselves. I think we can have leadership in, in any area of the church. It doesn't have to be in a, a particular committee. I look at a lot of people who attend Asbury, and they may not have a formal position there, a formal authority, but boy, I look up to them as leaders of that church because they model Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I've seen several times where, you know, there's something that needs to be done, and you don't have to look around too many times before there's a hand being raised, I'll do that, or somebody just jumping up to do it. Um, so that's something in, in my experience at Asbury that's different from some other, you know, there's, um, and not just churches, but other community settings where, you know, oh, that's not my job or that job belongs to somebody else. I'm not. Gonna yeah. um, and I don't see that at Asbury. So that's, that's, um, I think something really special about our community. So yeah, um, when, I, when I look at the people there at Asbury, they're so generous not only of their uh, treasures, but of their time and talents. People serving on missions and in the ministries of that church are so generous. It's, it's unbelievable. They are. They are. I agree with you on that. Um, how have you been living your faith in this current time that we're in with the social distancing? Um, what does walking with Jesus look for you right now? Well, it, it's... It, I have to go back to my mother. My mother who attended Asbury was a hugger. <laughs> so one of the things that's been probably the, the and I catch myself, is, is walking up and hugging someone. Um, 
that's probably the most difficult thing that I've experienced is that in social distancing that you, you don't do that. And I, I think it's difficult. Um, we also experience that at our, in our work, in our families. So I think it's, for me, the adjustment has been in not being able to uh, embrace someone, to let them know how special they are by giving them a hug. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, you and I know each other pretty well, and I am definitely an extrovert. So um, staying home and not having that personal connection has been really hard. Um, I'm currently home with a 17-year-old teenager that wants nothing to do with hugging mom. Um, <laughs> and I feel really bad for him because he has not really been, you know, I've been out in public for grocery shopping and, you know, the, the few essential trips that we have to do, but um, he hasn't had anywhere that's essential for him to go. So he has been home, um, hasn't really left our house besides, you know, a, a walk for exercise since all of this happened. So um, that's definitely a strain on, <laughs> on him. <laughs> being stuck at home with mom. So yeah. um, do you have a certain verse of the Bible or a book that you've been meditating on lately? Well, uh, the, the book that I'm reading currently is Unshakable Hope by Max Lucado. And of course, I think that's really timely for this, <laughs> for the, for the times that we're in. Uh, my, probably one of my favorite verses is Mark 1230. And that's to love the Lord God with all your heart with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And I, I, that's probably my favorite scripture. Yeah, that's, that's one of the good tried and true ones. Um, were you, did you pick that up since all of this has been happening, or um, is that no. something that you've been reading for a while? It's something I've been reading for a while, you know, and I, I um, as I've, going through the different studies and we started doing small group studies in Asbury uh, when uh, Pastor Denise Founds was there. Um, so we've gone through a number of these studies and uh, each one is, it adds uh, something, something important, special to your life. And I really look forward to the small group studies because you really get to know people during those studies. So each time that we do, um, I guess it just adds to the journey that each, each time that I, that I attend another small group study or attend a Bible study or something, it just helps grow in the faith. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've been attending the Lenten study that we started. Um, that's obviously moved online in the last couple of weeks, but, um, the book that uh, that study is using is called Embracing the Uncertain. Mm -hmm. And that study was three, I guess, three weeks in before the social distancing guidelines came into place. So um, yeah. the first time that we met online with this book, you know, Embracing the Uncertain was like, really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's interesting how, you know, God gives us what we need when we need it sometimes before we know that we're going to need it. But um, yeah. And it's also, I think what's really um, interesting too, is that God puts people in our place, special people where no one else can stand and they all have a different and unique purpose for us and being able to discern their message 
that God has for us through this is, is important. And I think each one of us, that message may be different, that we may have a different message that how God is speaking to you during this difficult time of the coronavirus may be different than it speaks to myself or to pastor or to anyone else, mm-hmm. but will have its own unique message. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think one of the things that's been important is the pieces of interaction that we're able to have with each other to be able to commiserate and share on um, the anxieties and uncertainties and knowing that, that, um, that you're not alone in those feelings, I think is really important, but mm-hmm. also seeing like you said, somebody else has a different outlook on it. And when you're able to share those, sometimes you're able to kind of see the other side of things and um, process your feelings through what someone else is able to share. So um, we have Easter coming up in um, about a week and a half. And we pretty much know at this point that Easter is going to be a little different for us this year than I think probably any of us are used to. So um, has your outlook on Easter changed this year because of the COVID-19 pandemic? Um, My outlook as far as the purpose of Easter has not. Um, The resurrection of Jesus Christ and that uh, Holy Week is a sacred time for me. And um, I plan on uh, doing the same things that I would do uh, if the church was open. Uh, Being able to pray and to worship and to communicate Jesus' love for all of us, I think, is is what it's all about, that he died and rose again for us. And rising again gives me hope. You know, I, I know that times are difficult. People, a lot of people are ill. Some people have even lost lives and people have lost loved ones and people are exposed to the virus and that creates a lot of anxiety and worry. But the hope is in the resurrection of Jesus Christ that this will all be over very soon and that we'll be back worshiping and praising God. Amen. Amen. I think one of the things that's been interesting is seeing the way that church has, has, um, not changed, but, but shifted, um, you know, at Asbury, we're doing a live stream service with, you know, just a handful of people in the church building to put on a service that we can put out on the internet. And a lot of other churches are doing the same thing. Um, so we've had to kind of wrestle with some of those questions about, you know, where two or more are gathered, there I am. And, what does that mean when we're not necessarily gathered, but we're connected through the blessings of technology? And um, are we all still together, even though we're not all in the same room? And um, I think that absolutely, yes, we are, because we're all there together in spirit. But I think that that's something that a lot of people have been asking, um, you know, does this count? Yeah, you know, Will Isaacs is a good friend of mine, and and we worked together, worked together over 20 years, and as you know, he attends Asbury. Will has a saying, and and, uh, I keep going back to it all the time. He keeps saying, where is Jesus in all this? 
So when we look at the Easter period of time, or we look at the coronavirus, we look at our families and our friends, ask the question, where is Jesus? You know, and he's there. Mm-hmm. His, his unconditional love, he never leaves us, never forsakes us. And that promise that he's given us is so reassuring and gives us hope. Amen, amen. So when all of this is over and we're able to be together again, what do you hope to see changed in people or in the world on the other side of this? Um, and I think, again, that message will be different for each, but here's what I would hope. I would hope that uh, people will slow down uh, and stop putting their possessions um, their money, their hobbies of sporting events and movies and their self before Jesus. I pray that it will um, bring our families back to the dinner tables and our friends back to our homes. And I pray it puts Jesus back in the schools, the universities, the communities, <clears throat> and the world that we, that we live in. Because we have taken him out of so many places. And I think this is a calling, an opportunity for us to put him back in our lives. That's what my prayer would be. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, speaking for, for myself, when all of this, you know, the, the first couple of days of the social distancing and the staying at home, um, I made a comment to a friend that, you know, as an adult woman, there were two things that I didn't want to be was a stay at home mom and a homeschool mom and in the space of about three days I became both (laughs) and you know I'm blessed that my job was able to you know to um, move online where I'm able to to work from home so I am still working but it's been it's been different and um but I had to kind of wrestle with that within myself of you know I want it the way I want it and I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Right. And that's a lot of me, 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 and not a whole lot of, like you said, where is Jesus? What is Jesus telling me right now? Um, so that's something that I've had to kind of move through and unpack on my own. Um, and I agree, like you said, that um, the answer to the, a lot of these questions is going to be different for each person. And, and that's okay, but I think it's also important for us to um, share different people's outlooks on it because that helps us move through and unpack how we feel through hearing what other people feel and, um, maybe getting some kind of validation or a a license, if you will, that it's okay to feel the way we feel. So, um, Rick, I want to thank you again for being part of this new project and sharing your story with me and with our listeners. Um, we're planning for this to be a weekly project featuring a different person from the Asbury community. And we don't want this to be only people in leadership roles. We think that everyone has a story and everyone lives out their faith differently. So we want to hear and share those stories. So for those listening, if you have feedback on this interview or you're interested in being interviewed for a future episode, you can email me, Jennifer Burns, at media.asbury at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and be well, friends. We'll see you soon.